A family vacationing in a small town discovers the entire town is inhabited by goblins in disguise as humans who plan to eat them. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the The B-Movie Bros. Here we review B-Movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off track, but randomness is a gift. This week we're going to bring you the 1990 B-Movie icon, Troll 2. Now, before we really get into the movie, we need to tell you what is a cult classic. So, Urban Dictionary has three different definitions. Definition number one. Something that's really hip with a select group of people. Do you agree with that, Paul? Sounds about right. Definition two. A popular piece of work, generally a movie, which has gained a large following. This following has most likely been around for at least a few years, except in cases of an instant cult classic, in which a movie gains instant fame, which remains for decades to come. That one kind of works, too. And that's more along the lines of what we're doing. And number three, the last definition they offered me was, a movie that is weird as fuck. I think that one wins... You know, Urban Dictionary is the final authority on definitions, too, so... Let's just get into technical difficulties here, because we we need to know, what are the top and bottom three things about this movie? Uh, Paul, what do you think we should do? Definitely go with the bottom first. Go with the bottom first, all right. Um, I'll go first. So, number three was that the movie took 95 minutes to get through. I had to sit through 95 minutes of this movie. Awake, asleep, I don't think it really mattered, but I still had to sit there for 95 minutes while this movie played. Uh, It it should have been shorter. Uh, Number two, the goblins themselves. First off, their costumes, the, the, the burlap sack that they're wearing, the cheap drugstore mask... They can't eat meat, but they convert meat into plants, which makes absolutely no fucking sense. They use sticks as weapons, but when they're in human form, they use guns. They have homicidal tendencies, but they're really inconsistent. Sometimes they're like, we're going to murder your face now and and soak you in vinegar and eat you and and we have you surrounded, but we're not going to do anything. And and they just like change their mind. Oh, we're going to murder you. No, we're not. We want you dead, but we'll let you live for now. Like, make up your fucking mind, okay? You little bastards. And, like I said, they seem like they're stronger in their human forms. They use guns. They use weapons. Uh, In their goblin form, they're like... They're like three-year-old children. They're, like, short and, and throwing sticks and shit. And it doesn't make any sense. They could kill you so much easier if they stayed human. And number one... The worst thing about this movie for me is that Grandpa Seth has these mystical powers and he just mismanages them. The only person he contacts is Joshua. He claims that that's because Joshua's the only one that will listen to him. What's his big plan for defeating the goblins? He summons a bologna sandwich. Okay. Now, if at this point you're thinking, oh, well then his mystical powers aren't that powerful... He makes lightning strike one of the goblins for no fucking reason. He can summon lightning, but his big plan is to summon a bologna sandwich. 
Grandpa Seth, you crazy old motherfucker. Let's do something better here. Just defense, he was dead, so I'm sure he's um. He's, but he he's can going summon through a lot lightning. Of stuff. Yeah. Come on now. He's going through a lot. He's like Thor. I'm getting the impression you really didn't like this movie very much. I mean, come on now. I. It's not that I didn't like it. It's that it sucks. Yeah, we'll get more into more of that a little later. I mean, um, I know I'm getting swear happy here, but it's because I'm getting emotional, okay? Emotions. This movie really rustles your jimmies. So what's your bottom three here? Well, for number three, I've got the effects and the props in this movie were just awful. The goblin costumes were cheap-looking, and most of the effects were just really cheap. Um, most of the makeup was just... they clearly just glued branches to the um, people to make them look like plants and put some kind of green slime. There was green slime everywhere. It was weird. It was like 1990s Nickelodeon. Basically, that's exactly what it reminded me of, actually. It's like the um, ooze kind of crap. Dude, I really wish I had some gack to play with <laughs> right now. That stuff was awesome. Yeah. It, it got everywhere, though. It was... I always hated vacuuming that, but... Number two, um, the plot was just really ridiculous like nothing really made sense um for some reason the goblins wanted to turn people into plants and eat them i guess they just couldn't find regular plants they just really liked plants that had formerly been human i wasn't sure if it was just the fact that that spelt their superiority over people or it was just a weird fetish maybe it tasted different like there's some um some plants that taste like bacon or something i don't know um, and, yeah, like Corey was saying, we never really find out why Grandpa Seth can interact with the living world and can do things like freeze time and summon lightning. Oh, I forgot about the freezing time thing. Yeah, it was real weird. At one point, he just, like, freezes time and gives, um, Joshua time to piss on a bunch of food, like... But he doesn't even, like, tell Joshua what to do. He's like, you have 30 seconds. Do something. It's like fucking Double Dare. You have 30 seconds to, you know, eat this pie and whack off on a teddy bear. He was testing his um, ability to think quickly. Uh-huh. And yeah, nothing really got explained, ever. And for number one, I'm going to have to go, the acting and the dialogue is just some of the worst I've ever seen. It was just unbelievable that like somebody could really write something so bad and think it was good. That was That's one of the things this movie is well known for, and it was just astonishing at times. Let's talk about the best parts of this movie. And this is going to be pretty hard. Uh, number three, the fact that this movie is only 95 minutes long. It could have been longer. Okay, number two. The dad's southern accent, which, which just seems so random and out of place in this movie, it just brought joy to my heart. Like, every time he spoke, just, like, I got a little smile on my, on my face. And number one, even though Grandpa Seth mismanages his... Uh, abilities the characters of grandpa seth and credence leonor gilgoog they're both over the top in a way that fits in this movie like everyone else seems out of place in this movie because they're bad actors and actresses these two seem like they're bad in a way that makes this movie good for me the top three number three would be the effects they were just awful and it was just so endearing i i loved seeing all the all the bad costumes i loved all the really bad effects and cheap makeup it was a lot of fun i, I loved it number two the plot 
it was just ridiculous and it's so many unexplained things happening and it just made me laugh like you could tell they didn't think anything through or how to connect anything and i just i loved it and for number one the acting and the dialogue is just so bad it's just it's amazing to think that it was serious and almost every scene had something funny about not either the way the way a line was delivered or how it was um presented it was just I, I i enjoyed it a lot so basically what makes this movie good or tolerable is also what makes this movie terrible and unstandable normally we get into a quote war quote war but this time we're gonna we're just gonna reenact some of the scenes so some of our favorite scenes from the movie you know, here's a scene between Michael, the father, and Joshua, the, the main character, the, the boy. Do you see this riding? Do you know what it means? Hospitality. And you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. What are you going to do to me, Daddy? Tightening my belt one loop so that I don't feel hunger pains. And your sister and mother will have to do likewise. Okay, Joshua, you want to get rough with me? You want to show me that you don't like the choice of this house for our vacation by going on a hunger strike? Well, I'll accept the challenge. But just remember, when I was your age, I really did suffer from hunger. We'll see who gets through this. But just remember, I've got more practice than you. I'll see you tomorrow. Here's one I really like between Holly and Elliot. Elliot, what kind of idiotic joke is this? You scared the shit out of me. I'm the victim of a nocturnal rapture. I have to release my lowest instincts into with a woman. Release your instincts in the bathroom. Are you nuts? You're trying to turn me into a homo? Wouldn't it be too hard? If my father discovers you here, he'd cut off your little nuts and eat them. He can't stand you. This one's between Drew and the drugstore owner. Coffee? There's no coffee in Nilbog. It's the devil's drink. Eggs? Blech! Bacon? Are you crazy, boy? We're vegetarians here at Nilbog. Didn't you know that? Here's some Nilbog milk! Special milk. High in vitamin content. Here, it's free. Free? Of course it's free. We love tourists here in Nilbog. Try some, boy. And have some of your friends drink some also. And then, of course, one final scene we have to reenact between uh, Credence, Leonor Gilgood, and Arnold. And we'll start with Credence and, and lead into what's the most iconic line in the movie. Quit worrying about her and drink your broth. They're eating her. Then they're going to eat me. Oh, oh my, my God. God. And, and that's it. Those are, uh, those are kind of the best scenes and some of the best dialogue in the movie. So, uh... That, that ends this not-quote-wars edition of B-Movie Bros. But, I mean, don't forget to tweet us at B-Movie Bros and tell us which quote was the best, who won this episode's not-quote-war, who did the best reenacting. You know, tell us, what's your favorite quote from this movie? You know, at B-Movie Bros on Twitter or B-Movie Bros on Facebook, our Facebook page. Let's get to our final take here. On a scale of 1 to 10, our shot scale, which is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst, how many shots do you need to get through this movie? Paul, what would you give this movie? 
I would give this movie a 2.5 out of 10. Well, alternatively, I would give this movie an 8 out of 10. Paul, can you defend your score? This film is really bad. It fails on every possible level, but I have to admit, I really did enjoy watching it. I definitely understand why this film has such a cult following, and I would love to see this movie at an actual screening at a local theater with a group of my friends. It was a very fun experience. I think it can definitely benefit from a few drinks, but all that being said, I really don't think I would go too far out of my way to see it. Like, this is at a local kind of independent theater that'd be really cool i would definitely check it out but i wouldn't like go across the country like some people do and truth be told i've definitely seen worse overall movies than this one but in all fair fairness most bad movies i've seen just aren't as entertaining as for me i gave this movie an 8 out of 10 on our shot scale paul said a 2.5 which he's he's wrong but you were no fun how do you like grade this so harshly well you know so many people say that this movie is the quote-unquote worst movie ever. Well, I wholeheartedly disagree with that, I can't say that this movie's any good. It's a shitstorm of terrible crew and actor communication, terrible writing, terrible directing, terrible costumes, and so much more that plagues this movie. The title's misleading in that there are no actual trolls in this movie. The supporting characters of Grandpa Seth and Credence Leonor Gilgood offer little redemption to the overall shittiness of this film. You know, if you really want to see this movie because of its cult following, I won't stop you. However, if you want to watch a movie that's pure, horrid, black hole of torture worthy, check out something from brain damaged films such as Terror Tunes, which happens to be one of my favorite guilty pleasures. But you know what? I don't think this movie deserves its cult following. There are so many movies that I've seen that are worse, that are laughable, that have memorable things in it. I just, I just think this is one of those shitty movies that slipped through the cracks, and people actually saw it. And you know what? Fuck that. This movie is shit. Yes. Is it the worst movie ever? No. But you really should drink to get through it. Let's go through our A-Movie Companion. I know not everyone likes the shitty movies that we like, so we try to give you an alternative. An A-class movie to our B-class movie that is basically the same movie as this, just higher class. So I'm going to go first here. I'm going to go with the movie Phantoms from 1998 starring Ben Affleck and Peter O'Toole because both movies take place in a secluded town. One in Snowfield, Colorado. One in Nilbog, East Jabumfuck. Both movies seem to take place over the course of two days. The goblins in Troll 2 and the ancient enemy in Phantoms have both been around for at least a couple centuries. Both movies feature a sheriff. The people in both movies are converted into something else. In Troll 2, they're converted into plants. And in Phantoms, they're converted into pieces of the ancient enemy. And finally, in Troll 2, there is a poster in Joshua's bathroom, not bathroom, Joshua's bedroom, of Batman. And in the upcoming DC, and Univer DC Universe movies, Ben Affleck is going to play Batman. Therefore, these movies are connected through a wormhole in space and time. And that's why Phantoms is just an A-movie version of this B-movie, Trolls 2.
I mean, they're practically the same movie, like you said. Come on now. I've never seen Phantoms, but I'll, I'll take your word for all that. So what do you have to say? Uh, for my A-movie companion, I have the 1990 movie uh, Goodfellas. Both films focus around a family. In Goodfellas, the main focus of the film is around Henry Hill and the Lucius fam- uh, crime family. Uh, you know, doing mafia stuff and being Italian. And in Troll 2, the film centers around Joshua and his family as they attempt to survive their trip to Nilbog. Both movies are about gangs of some sort with ill intent toward another group. In Goodfellas, the Lucius crime family and the Gambino family are rival gangs who want to kill each other. And in Troll 2, the gang of goblins want to turn the humans into vegetables so they can eat them. Both movies feature characters using substances that have adverse effects on their health. In Goodfellas, Henry Hill becomes a a complete mess after using cocaine and heroin. And in Troll 2, the characters that ingest the goblin formula turn into plants and are eaten by goblins. And finally, both movies came out in 1990. Except where Goodfellas was put on the list of of the 100 greatest films of all time, Troll 2 is widely considered one of the worst films of all time. So... That is why Goodfellas is just an A-movie ver- version of Troll 2. If you would like to, well, watch an A-movie companion for this, something that's better, but kind of the same movie, you can check out Phantoms from 1998 or Goodfellas from 1990. But in, you know, a more related topic, if you would like to drink away the flick, drink away the flick, come on and grab your drink, let's drink away the flick. Number one, every time Grandpa Seth disappears, take a drink. Number two, every time something green is eaten, take a drink. Number three, every time someone says Nilbog, take a drink. Number four, whenever someone turns into a plant, take a drink. And number five, because it's cult classic month, take a drink every time you find something to connect the movies that we review this month. Now, I understand you can't do that until we release our next movie. But believe me, it'll probably be worth it and necessary. So be patient. Drink every time you're surprised Elliot hasn't been killed yet. Every time Credence looks at the camera and attempt to seem devious, but doesn't take a drink. Every time Grandpa Seth exhibits some kind of supernatural power that never gets explained, take a drink. And every time they talk about milk, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the flick. So if you tune in next week, you can join us as we continue Cult Classic Month with the 1959 Ed Wood sci-fi masterpiece, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Now, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros and like us on Facebook at bmoviebros, b-movie space b-r-o-s. And until next time, Be brave, be alive, be back next week.